You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. It's fucked. Yeah, it is. The Wire. Amidst award season in the US, Michelle Yeoh has become the first Asian American woman to be nominated for the Best Actress Award at the Academy Awards in nearly 90 years. It has also been over two decades since there was a non-white Best Actress winner at the awards. I spoke to Associate Professor in Media and Communication at the University of Auckland, filmmaker and co-founder of the Pan-Asian Screen Collective, Shuchi Kotari, about Asian representation and lack of representation in the film industry in both overseas and Aotearoa contexts. Here is that interview. Can you tell me a little bit about why this is happening and what needs to be done to address this? Um, such a good point, you know, as you correctly said. It is a matter of extreme joy for all of us uh, to have, you know, Michelle Yeoh recognized finally. And um, we are talking at a time when the Oscar um, awards have not been um, revealed. So I hope that my celebration is not premature. Um, we are absolutely, you know, um, just rooting for her wins. Um, for her wins as, a, as an amazing actress, but also as a kind of a win for um, all the people who had in the past been ignored and not given um, this um, platform. And that goes way back to, um, you know, Meryl Oberon, who in 1935, uh, when was nominated for Dark Angel, could not even identify herself as Asian. So when we're talking about a long history of racism um, in the film industry, you know, we don't need more evidence um, than that. So, yeah, all, all power um, to Michelle. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, as I said, I'm talking to you before the awards have been announced. Um, and why do we see this, you ask? You know, why do we see this kind of lack of representation? Um, and, and more importantly, how do we address it? And I think it's important to, um, you know, recognize that, um, it's, you know, if, if you look at the African-American experience, um, that tells us very clearly why um, Asians have not gotten their dues. Um, if you see the number of African-American um, actors and, um, in Hollywood historically, you know, from then to now, so many um, incredible people have not even gotten a look in. So um, systemic racism is not just a matter of now. You know, we've historically had systemic racism. In fact, people might say things are better now. And they perhaps are a little better now. But, you know, as you've just said, um, when was the last time the Best Actor Award went to a person of color um, at the Academy? And how many years did you... That's almost 10, isn't it? Wasn't that 10 years ago? And in Western media and Western awards, we've started to see the recognition of Asian films like Everywhere, Everything Everywhere All at Once, um, and also other films recently like Crazy Rich Asians and Parasite were quite celebrated. But what has sort of the history of Asian American and also just Asian representation um, at these awards show been like in terms of other awards? So, um, so yes, you're right. You know, things ha are better, relatively, right? If you compare it to the past, things have been better in the last, I would say, five years. And there was a, you know, post-Me Too movement in, in the West, and it, it had its own kind of trickle-down effect around the world. It started in the U.S., but, you know, post-Me Too, there was this um, way 
talk about redress and what had you know had not been looked at and um, diversity, um, the hashtag Oscars also white. All this started to have a, some kind of traction in terms of media picking up these stories and interrogating in their own countries as well what the you know um, racial breakdown was in terms of people getting to be um, acknowledged, uh, whether it's to an award or whether it's to getting certain kinds of roles. You know, we've been talking about a part, you know, times when um, Asian roles have been performed by you know white um, um, actors. And so it's, it's not, I often struggle when people think of this as deep history. This is, you know, as, as close as five years ago. So I think the celebration is fantastic, and I'm all for us thinking that there's some kind of, you know, wonderful moment. But I think we always have to keep um, the pressure on to expose these, um, you know, racial blind spots because. Um, wasn't it in 2004 that we had, you know, three um, Asian, you know, high-level kind of nominations of Oscars and three creatives, and then nothing till, you know, to 2023. So every time something happens, we think, oh, we've turned a corner, and some kind of floodgate is going to open where this is going to be, you know, level playing field. And that's not the case. So I think... Um, we have to keep putting that, you know, pressure. We keep pressing the levers that get these inequities really raised. Michelle, you in particular shared an article highlighting the disparity of the award she was nominated for in particular, um, but it was taken down for an alleged breach of Academy rules for mentioning competitors in any campaign efforts. Do rules like these, do you think, make it more difficult to kind of call out these injustices in the filmmaking industry? Um, absolutely, you know, absolutely. But uh, why Why think of the rules of, you know, behind the academy, right, which is anyway such a kind of a closed body and we also know has been historically dominated by, you know, white men. Um, even if we look at, you know, our own backyard, right, like things that are happening in New Zealand or uh, until New Zealand on air did not uh, start posting diversity um um, you know, data from 2016, nobody would have known that Asians get the least amount of public funding to make public, con- you know, uh, content for television um, or radio from New Zealand and Ireland. Right? So unless somebody actually puts this data out there, um, it just seems all perception or complain without, you know, meaning. Um, and, and revealing these statistics is really important because it gets people to kind of, you know, one, it gets people to think like, oh my God, there is a problem. But it also gives um, activists and people who are doing this kind of advocacy work some real leverage. And how do we see these issues come up in Aotearoa's film industry with Asian um, Asian representation, um, both with awards and also just in general, um, the opportunities given? I, I think the opportunities, um, again, you know, if you think about historically the first um, uh, film about, you know, Chinese presence in New Zealand, Illustrious Energy, and made by Leon Nabi, um, um, and then there was nothing for years and years, and then the first uh, kind of Asian um, above-the-line creative, you know, credit 
was when we did apron strings and then Rizan Liang's Wedding Another Secret. And then again, nothing for decades. So it's not very different here. And yes, our industry is small, but we can't hide behind that because, you know, the Asian population is huge. The Pan-Asian Screen Collective has 840 members, 840 Asians in this country are part of the um, screen industry or want to be part of the screen industry. Even juniors have been a couple of years in or maybe you know, 10 years in or people like myself, 25 years in. And how many opportunities do we exist to break these um, you know, racial barriers? Very few. And again, you know, the last five years, we, we can say a lot more has happened in New Zealand for Asians. And um, those in New Zealand on airs, as I said, you know, their data has been very useful for us to lobby for more opportunities. Um, New Zealand Film Commission has now um, finally a diversity um, and inclusion department. So, you know, we can work with them. But it's constant their project. It's like you have to be, you know, like how they say your foot has to be on the pedal all the time. Otherwise, you just go right back, you know. Um, we had made an uh, Asian uh, sketch comedy show in this country in 2008 on Time Time. The first Asian show in New Zealand was in 2008, Time Time. And uh, we thought, oh, great, this is going to open doors for so many other Asians. And nothing happened till Friday Night Bites in 2018. That was a 10-year gap. And to say that, oh, there's just not enough people around is not the truth, you know. Um, there, there are people. It's just that opportunities are very few. I mean, Michelle Yeoh is such a big name, you know. It's, in a way, she doesn't need an Oscar to tell the world who she is. But it's also interesting that there are so many... Um, you know, other people nominated this year, and people like Shantanu Das, who did All That Breeze, so, um, you know, people who are the songwriter for um, Natu Natu, who's also, you know, um, nominated. There's so many, when, when we look at Asians, we are interested in, you know, Pan-Asia, we, we look across Asia, and I just wish everybody, all of them, uh, you know, gracious um, best wishes and luck, and we'd love to have um, a sense of a you know, finally the acknowledgement that uh, people are, you know, voting for talent and not for um, just, you know, their own biases, which seems often um, the way these things go. So fingers crossed, and um, I'll be um, pouring the champagne, but waiting to sip it to actually see what's happening. That was filmmaker and professor of media and communications at the University of Auckland. Shuchi Kotari about Asian representation and lack of representation in the film industry. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.